imagine if you can a reality that's not a reality a life lived in half truths a life lived in the twilight what no it's not the this is talk junkie a life lived in talk junkie When it comes to anything you do in life, there's going to be the things you prefer and the things that um, you don't. And for me and this show, I have those things that I prefer to talk about. And one of those things, far and away, would have to be conspiracy theories. I'm like a kid when it comes to conspiracy theories and I get all excited inside. And um, some of my favorite um, episodes we've done of this show have been the Conspiracy Theory ones, which even prompted me to start another podcast called um, Tenfold Skeptic. Uh, Because the thing about conspiracy theories is I generally, um, when I was younger, completely erred on the side that they were all actually real. Uh, And since I've gotten older, um, and not just conspiracy theories, but any type of supernatural, anything of that nature, since I've got older, on the other hand, I completely and totally hardly ever agree with them. But... We're in some strange times right now, and in these strange times, new conspiracy theories are coming out, and I love them. I love them all, even the ones that I think are absolutely ridiculous. And I do, however, think that some of them are possibly true. So today, we're going to take a look at a few of the different conspiracy theories that are out there, floating around right now in the ethos, things that could possibly be true, and if they were, they would shake our reality to the core. Or maybe not, I don't know. Um, they, they may not would impact anything, but one conspiracy theory that's been very popular since the beginning of all the COVID thing is that um, COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 or whatever it may be uh, is man-made. That is to say that it was made, uh, it's an actual um, strand of a COVID that was uh, manipulated by man and uh, morphed into the the disease or illness or virus or however you look at that we have today in a little uh, uh, I forget what they call that whatever type of lab or facility in Wuhan uh, does anybody else automatically want to say Wuhan's got you all in check every time you hear that I do and I blame that completely and totally on Buster Rhymes but um it's been discussed that uh, from this little lab, or actually, apparently, it's a fairly big state-ran lab in Wuhan, um, that COVID was constructed, if you will, by humans. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Upon first hearing this, my first reaction was um, <laughs> conspiracy, and and not a legit one. Just you know. One of those things where people like to automatically think the worst. I also thought this the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth time I heard it proposed that 
it was man-made. And if you had put a gun to my head and asked me uh, three months ago, did I think that COVID-19 was man-made, I would have said absolutely not. However, from biologists like Brett Weinstein to um, a few people outside of our country and a few research scientists who are currently looking into this and some of the things that they're pointing out, it is possible, very possible, that COVID-19 is actually man-made. That's not to say that it was made to be weaponized or anything of that nature. It's just this facility in the past has, um, I guess, some tendencies of of not being uh, as strict safety-wise as they should be. And, I mean, it is China. You can kind of do what you want. But that's not really what's getting these guys' attention and kind of picking their attention. It's how the the COVID-19 is, is morphing and how it's changing, how it affects people differently, but also some of above my learning completely, but some of, of its structure and its uh, construction that is leading them to believe that it, it's indeed actually man-made. I'm completely on the fence about this one. Um, it's one of the few in here that... Um, I think could be true, but I find myself kind of leaning more towards conspiracies, conspiracy theories nowadays. I don't know if that's a sign of the times. I don't know what it is, but if it is man-made, I think it was probably made with the purposes of probably trying to find maybe even a cure for the common code. It's basically uh, my understanding, and, and that is a very, very... Uh, low understanding under you know you need to understand that but my understanding is it's very very similar to and often indistinguishable in many manners from the common code and actually if you have the common code they're i think 99 percent short at this point uh it'll make you test positive for covid19 they are both forms of a coronavirus obviously one comes with a lot higher impact than the other uh but, I mean, if it was man-made, I would think that that's why it was man-made. They build this thing. They go, aha, let's see if we can attack the common code. Maybe it got mixed in with something else. Maybe it got a little out of hand. I don't know. But did they release it on their own people and then on us on purpose? No, I don't. I don't believe so. Even if it was designed for uh, germ warfare, I don't believe that uh, it was purposely released at this point in time. You know, we Americans are guilty of germ warfare. It's something that we done in the, our past uh, and have never really answered for. Uh, and it's something that other countries going into the future are definitely going to do, don't get me wrong. But I think China would probably have uh, used this. I don't know. They could have. It, I mean, it. you know, another um, conspiracy theory that was linked with COVID-19 is that it was used to squash protest. That, I would believe, 100%. If I believed or knew for sure that this was man-made, but it's just kind of hard for me to think that they released it. Um, but it's not impossible to think that's man-made. I mean, uh, some of the evidence I've heard and, and some of the people I've heard speak on it, um, who appear to be very qualified, very intelligent people, um, they're not making outlandish claims. They're just saying, "Hey, this is why we believe it, and, and this is the factual information we have on it." Now, am I? at a level that I can decipher those facts and tell you yay or nay? No, I'm not, unfortunately. One thing to me that may make me swing more towards the idea that it's man-made is the idea with a man-made 
virus of, or, or weapon like this would be one, it would be highly contagious and easily spreadable. Um, that seems to be the case. So that checks one box off for me, but that doesn't make it man-made just because that. The other thing is uh, a lot of research is pointing to the fact that this is actually weakening in a lot of ways and could very well, I think USA Day even did a piece on it, could very well just eliminate itself without even the need of a vaccine. If if a, if a country or military or something of that nature were going to do something of that nature, that's the two things that they would need. They need for it to spread quick and they need for it to be somewhat effective. This probably isn't strong enough, but it's strong enough for a test run. But it needs to have a short shelf life. That is to say that what if they can't get it back under control or what if it gets into their neck of the woods they need to at least have an idea on the deadline of it and, and what they can hope to see from it. So if it's something that degenerates and de- and, and decreases in, in strength over time, that does make me lean more towards it being a weapon. Um, and there's a lot of these new, like, conspiracy theories involving, involving COVID. That one is one that... Um, like, if you came at me and you, you had someone admitting to it or you had just pure, undoubtable evidence, I'd go, okay, I, I, you know, I, I, I concede it's possible. I don't think that it's implausible or completely impossible. I just, I'm not sold on it yet. I don't particularly know myself. Another thing t- tied to uh, COVID-19 is the reporting of fake cases. I feel in my heart, based on statements the CDC's made that the possibility that hospitals are falsely reporting COVID-19 deaths and that COVID-19 cases are being falsely um, reported is, is true. Based on what I've heard from other people, it's 100% true. I'm going to give you um, three examples of this and, and why I don't feel that our COVID numbers are highly accurate. I don't think it matters really either way as far as it is what it is. Uh, the parts of it that weren't taken seriously weren't taken seriously. The parts of it that were blown out of proportion were blown out of proportion. The numbers are now in. These numbers can only go up, especially the infection rate at this point. And the more of those numbers that are false... Uh, then maybe you have an issue. But the numbers are in on COVID-19, and it, it is what it is. And it, it's not fun, it's not good, and, and it did a lot of damage. Um, it's no longer statistically a pandemic. Um, you can get into semantics on how long it was, if it was, and how it was, that I'm, I'm not at a point that I could intelligently debate that. Um, do I feel... We should have handled it differently in the beginning. Absolutely 1,000%. Do I feel it is to the level and magnitude that it has been projected to be? Absolutely not. Now, uh, in a result of false cases, I'll do this. My daughter was living in Nashville. She did make a trip to Florida. She came home. She felt bad. She got tested. She never received those results. She got tested in Bowling Green, Kentucky. 
Uh, it was an excess of 15 days before she got the results back. She was only sick for one afternoon. She had a bad headache, and that was the extent of her illness. She is young, and she is relatively healthy. She does uh, don't have the strongest immune system, but she's relatively healthy, and again, she's young. Um, her roommate got it. Her boyfriend got it. Uh, her boyfriend only lost a sense of taste. Uh, I don't know anything about the roommate other than she is now tested negative. So my daughter had tested positive one time. That's one case. Now, she did not know at 15 days if she'd been, at 14 days, if she had been positive or not because she never got anything back. And again, she was never sick after the one afternoon with a bad headache. She got tested as a precaution. On the 15th day, she was informed that, indeed, 15 days ago, she had tested positive and was advised that quarantine time would technically be up because she did quarantine that entire time due to the fact that she hadn't got her test results back and that she should probably test again. She tested in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and she tested positive. She had to come in. And she wasn't seeing anybody, and her quarantine time was up, and things of that nature. She came in, drove through a drive-through uh, testing facility in Knott County, Kentucky. She was tested, oral swab. It came back positive. At this point, this is 18 days late after her initial test. I get online, I do some research, I look for as many legitimate sources as possible. A lot of things pop up. One, if you've ever had it and you take the oral, could have the antibodies, likely you'll get a positive. Two, if you have the common cold and you get swabbed orally, you'll likely come up positive. So false positives are highly likely with the oral swab. I asked her to get tested again. Um, I want to say three days later. Um, at this point, she did a rapid test and a regular test of the nasal swab in the same day. Nasal swab is what she initially did on the first day. First day, the rapid test comes back in a couple hours, uh, negative. I believe the next day, they call, maybe the day after, the regular test, negative. Spoke to a physician, uh, more than likely a false positive. Now, when she took the oral test, that was a false positive. She took it in the state of Kentucky. Even though they had her name and they had everything, she was a reported case in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and she was a reported case in Knott County, Kentucky, and it was the same person. And it technically was only one case, even if they were both positive, but they both technically weren't positive. One was a false positive. So that's one person, and everyone I've known who's had it, which at this point is uh, around 10, uh, not all of them super personal, uh, but no of them or, you know, we, we literally know each other of these 10. So that's one person that tested multiple times and had multiple positives, even though one was a false positive. And, I mean, statistically on paper, you look at it, that's two cases. You take that, and if that just happens 10% of the time in every state where everybody's tested more than one time, because you have to be tested more than one time to know at what point it's gone. Some people may be tested too early. They may be going testing themselves too early, blah, blah, blah. How many of those positive tests came from people who had already been tested 
once. You understand what I'm saying? They're not actually new cases. So it's not a complete conspiracy theory that some of these numbers are being faked. But I don't believe that those are faked intentionally. It's just it's such a large group of people to take uh, take a hold on this information and these numbers and just the sheer volume coming at you at one time. So I don't think it's intentional. Um, I have heard that compensation to certain hospitals and things of that nature is based on how many COVID cases they get. And in that case, there would be a reason to do it. And I think that that's highly possible. But I don't believe that this is what a lot of people, especially conspiracy theorists, are talking about when they say fake COVID cases. Now, let me give you um, another example of someone I know. Uh, This gentleman went to have his medications renewed. The doctor said in order to get your your medications renewed, you have to be tested, swapped. He gets tested, he gets swapped. They don't renew one of the medications. And his prescription's not up for it, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. They should have been synced up. They weren't. He goes back to the doctor a month and a half later. He comes in, same thing. you got to be swabbed and tested even if we're just re uh you know, redoing your medicine, re, you know, getting your getting your prescriptions back lined up. He says, okay. He goes in, sits down in the doctor's office. Um, they come in. What are you here for? I'm here to get my prescriptions refilled, set up, whatever. All right, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay. And the first time, he got no phone call. He called them. They said, you're negative for the test. This time, he receives a phone call. He's told he's positive, and he needs to contact... Um, the uh, health department in this county or they would be contacting him. He said, well, that's interesting because they forgot to give me my test and my test was never administered, so there's no way that I could possibly be positive. They tell him that that's not possible. He says it is. He talks to another woman. She says, look, paperwork's just ridiculous at this point in time. Just come back in and get retested. He goes back in, gets retested. He's, he's negative. Did that positive ever come off? Did that test ever come off? You hear tons of those stories out there. Um, the amount of people coming forward in the medical field and saying that uh, people are, you know, being falsely, not on, necessarily on purpose. Nobody, you know, I, the, the conspiracy says it's on purpose. These people can't say in these instances that it's on purpose. There is the doctor's office that claims. Now, this one you have to talk, take with a grain of salt. I knew the gentleman in this problem. He's not a liar. He's an honest person. And, you know, all you can do is take my word for it. And I understand that. That doesn't mean anything. Even the story about my daughter doesn't mean anything unless you personally know me personally. But this one I can't validate any way, shape, or form because I don't know these people. And now it's making its rounds around social media. Uh, The ladies a nurse, uh, they administered two tests, swabs that have never been used into two different containers, send them in, and they come back positive, even though they've never been used on any. You know, make of that what you will. But those types of stories is what perpetuates the uh, the fake case numbers. Uh, I do feel like a lot of false data is being taken in. But you know, I don't I don't think it's being done maliciously. Really, in any of those instances, I think it's just so many people are getting tested, and it's just at a level at this point that you know, there's just it. it People always want to compare us by death rates and all these things to Italy and and to these other countries. Most small countries, Italy, for example, we're 
Do you know population and landmass-wise, how many Italys you could fit inside the United States? Florida on its own, I think, is number four in the world in number of cases. We're huge. Even though I believe Australia is larger than the contiguous U.S., but Australia doesn't have the population as a whole continent as the city of Los Angeles. So we're huge, and we're densely populated. We're going to have high numbers. And trying to regulate and take hold of those high numbers, I don't believe that those cases are being turned in falsely on purpose. I just, I don't. I think it's just, man, it's a lot of people to handle. And our healthcare system sucks to begin with. It's a very flawed system. So I think that's kind of where that comes from. Now, there's another conspiracy about false um, cases that I very much believe. Um, that is that hospitals this part is not a conspiracy this part is my understanding uh, and I'm willing to hear from email anybody to to counter this with a factual statement anywhere Uh, I have heard this from two different travel nurses uh, and I've seen this multiple places including news outlets that's not to say that it is true because I don't know I don't work in hospital administration it's just what I understand my understanding is um, I've heard it two ways that uh, uh, either a just a patient with COVID or a patient death determined to be COVID uh, can end up in $8,000 for a hospital. Uh, adversely, if they put that person on the vent um, and it's COVID, you're looking at, I've heard anywhere from thirty dollars to $39,000 per patient. Now, statistically, as a whole, the United States hospital at one point, hospital system at one point, was at 33% capacity. They were losing money. They were laying off doctors at a high rate, and they were, you know, in the process of going bankrupt. I do believe wholeheartedly that that's why uh, our governor gave all Kentuckians free health care was to bail out the hospital systems because, you know, without elective uh, surgeries and and things that were deemed non-essential surgeries, it was truly hurting their bottom line. They couldn't stick it to the insurance companies, and the insurance companies couldn't stick it to them, and so they were hurting. Um, and I think in that process, the government reaching out this money and going in these cases is what happened. And this, on the other hand, is an epidemic of um, nurses and caretakers speaking out and saying, I participated in this, I seen this, of um, sticking people on the vent for no reason. Um, putting people on what we determined to be COVID floors, even though we weren't sure that they were COVID patients and that uh, death certificates were being signed as a result of COVID, even though negative tests and things of that nature were coming back. Now, this we know to be true because the CDC had uh, referenced this once. And again, it's hard for me to believe the level of people coming out and openly saying I will testify this I will you know there definitely needs to be an investigation and I think that that's highly likely so do I think that that's a conspiracy theory no I think that's a result of two things the first half of that is a result of uh, kind of crappy uh, paperwork on our on the part of our medical uh, system because it's just overworked and un, just it's it's a mess you know we we're supposed to be one of the most advanced countries in the world. We need a medical system that that is somewhat modern. Um, the second part of that, I believe, just comes down to greed and cheating. And it's something that hospitals are not above. Um, they don't have the best reputation here in the United States anyway. And 
you know, I, I think that's, I don't think that's a conspiracy theory all around. I think that's probably pretty true. Um, the next is no cash in stores and the chain shortage. Someone showed me a um, a little video that this pastor had made about how he had this dream about a corn shortage and things of this nature. And this was weeks, months before any of this started to happen. Uh, no, this is weeks before I noticed this. And then I started to notice, you know, um, correct change only or debit card only in these stores because of a corn shortage. And I thought, this guy pays more attention to the news than I do. Uh, I don't think it was a prophetic uh, thing on his part. I think he was just paying attention to the situation that was going on. And I don't watch mainstream news. And, and I knew certain aspects that should have kind of leaned me that way. But I didn't fully know that, you know, that, that we were having a coin shortage. Um, the, the conspiracy theory is that they're trying to switch to all cash so they can track all transactions. And that's why people had a hard time getting their stimulus checks if they didn't have direct deposit. And you kind of, I mean, you you know where that's going. Um, That would only allow them to track people who are doing things legally. And you see, the people who are doing things legally aren't hiding anything from you anyway. And those people, the IRS and the government, have no problem whatsoever tracking their finances. Now, there are people who are doing some things somewhat illegally. Um, it would take a massive, massive, uh, we're not going to use cash initiative to flush those people out, drug dealers and things of that nature. Um, this hurts older people and it hurts people who are a little, keep their money a little closer to their cuff. I know a lot of people, older people do that and stuff. I, I don't think this is necessarily a conspiracy theory. I mean, you, a lot of banks were closed in almost every every bank I know of. I don't. That's not to say every bank. Every bank I know of had their lobbies closed for a long stretch. And every bank I know of did not cha- take change through their windows. Now, if change is continually recirculated, like I would assume it is, I constantly take change in, trade it in. I would think two things. One, Coinstart Walmart has all the change right now because of that. And two, um, there would be no possible way to recirculate that change unless you open up. And I know, I think, you know, I know that our local banks have reopened their um, their lobby. So maybe that'll come through. But a lot of people are probably hanging on that change for, uh, you know, darker days. So I, I don't see the conspiracy theory there. Sorry, kids. Maybe next time. And if it is there, you know, if there's something I'm missing, we'll cover it again. It's just not um, not really there for me. Um Mm. Epstein. This may go better with Epstein. I don't know. Okay. Epstein, obviously, I don't believe, killed himself. Um, one of the top, uh, I guess, forensic scientists or, or uh, pathologist or whatever you call him, the guy from HBO that does all of the uh, post uh uh, it's not postpartum, what is it? Postmortem uh, examinations and stuff of that nature, autopsies. You know, uh, the cameras just happened to be out. His roommate was jacked out of this world ex cop. We got like, I know, 
I don't know. Like, I don't even know all that much about the Epstein thing because really it weirds me out and bums me out that that human even existed and that our president and ex-president and kings and queens were even associated with that guy. He obviously had uh, dirt on him. I believe he worked intelligence and I believe he had dirt on politicians and I believe that's how they control these sacks of crap and that's how they get them to sell us out every time one of them gets in every four years. It's like they have stuff on Biden for sniffing kids. They got stuff on Trump for getting peed on or whatever it is he does in Russia. They, they've got stuff on all of them and and that's why none of them can be trusted, and that's why they're all compromised. But, uh, you know, again, I don't see the conspiracy theory there. Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, that's pretty clear. And, like, it's pretty clear based on how hard they've worked to cover it up that they're not going to let us know that. But you should know. I mean, that's kind of common sense. Like, I, I really, like, I meet people that go, no, nah, man, it's just a conspiracy theory. And I'm like, Word? Like, you you seen the same information I've seen? Like, I don't know. I just, I can't. I don't, I don't know. Dude has his own island. Dude's got tons of money. Dude's got connections all over the world. All of a sudden, he grew a conscious. Or all of a sudden, he got all down and depressed on all these th- nice things he had. And, oh, man, I had Clinton on my jet 25 times or however many it is. And, you know, I've, you know, I've got my own island. But, man, I can't live in no longer. I'm going to kill myself. No, a dude like that hangs in there. A dude like that tries to blackmail people and get out of jail. A dude like that does not kill himself. And I think his lady will kill herself. Actually, I think she has COVID-19 now, so she'll die of that soon. Um, but on the actual conspiracy theory side of that, you know, they claim that he was using young kids, and it was a, a pedophile thing. And this is huge now. Like, Tom Hanks is apparently supposed to be a pedophile, and Oprah Winfrey is supposed to be a pedophile. And... It's like the elite of Hollywood and all these politicians. Everybody's supposed to be pedophiles. And you're supposed to be able to order kids off Wayfair. And, I mean, like, I don't I don't know. And the problem is the only information available on this are these conspiracy videos on YouTube. Let me warn you something about conspiracy videos on YouTube. Some of the people that make these have missed their calling in life. They're calling propaganda, and they're so good at it. I've seen some flat-earth propaganda videos on YouTube that if I were an idiot or I were just completely and totally oblivious to science or if I were just really wanting something to believe in and be a part of, it could almost convince me. See, it doesn't matter if something's real or fake. It's how good the argument for it being real or fake is. You know, I've heard some amazing arguments about the moon landing being fake, but I believe wholeheartedly the moon landing's real. I've heard some amazing arguments about um, Roswell, uh, you know, crashing Roswell actually being aliens, but I don't believe it was. And I've heard some amazing, amazing uh, videos on this Hollywood pedophile ring and this global... And I mean, like, they just do so good, but they're designed to do that. And, like, it's one of those things that... Do I think it's real? No, because I just don't want it to be. I don't want Pizzagate to be real. I don't want any of this to be real. Are the emails from Hillary Clinton weird? Yes. But she's done enough that we... I mean, technically, could we not imprison her and give her the death sentence just on what she's done? I think any president should be vulnerable to that. 
and, and so should she, because they've all killed and murdered enough people, you know. I mean, from the Iran-Contra to uh, the Iraq War to every innocent person Obama ever killed with a drone, like, we, they all deserve to be up for war crimes. So, like, can we not just execute her just in case? Because she's done enough other things. But, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want that to be real. And so I have a real hard time accepting that one. And, um, again, there's not enough mainstream. And it's one of those things, I don't know how you ever get mainstream proof of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Nobody's ever going to confess to that. The dude that said, hey, I can prove these people are pedophiles. And if anything happens to me, I didn't kill myself. And then this thing, you know, dude's, you know, <laughs> Wally coyote in it off a bridge in front of a car. No, that's that's a little strange. And now there's this thing coming out about uh, Chris Cornell and Anthony Bourdain were working on this film, and that's what got them killed. And that hits close to home because Anthony Bourdain is one of my heroes. He's why I wrote books. Uh, he's why I started jujitsu. He's why I thought in... Even though at 35 I felt like I was washed up and like was never going to get to live my dreams, I still wrote a book and started new things before I turned 40 because he did those things. And I was amazed by him and his ideals and his words and the things he said. And I thought he was an amazing, wonderful man. So they're trying to feed on that and get me to believe this. And it's not working yet, but it, it does make me sad. And like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to dismiss it completely and it end up being real because I feel like crap. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, any of these, send me emails to uh, talkjunkie at gmail.com and tell me what you think about them, which ones you think are possible, and, and maybe we'll do just a pure email edition of um, Conspiracy Theory 101. And I know that's the X-Files thing, but when I think conspiracies or supernatural or anything of that nature, I think of Fox Mulder, so I can't help it. Uh, the next group of things kind of all go in together. And I want to start off with one conspiracy theory that I'd never heard and that to me is proof that amongst all these good conspiracy theories floating around right now, people are really, really reaching for it on this one. This conspiracy theory is about fireworks. Apparently, people shot a bunch of fireworks over the 4th of July, despite being told not to in California and all these places, and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Let me explain something to you. A lot of local fireworks shows were canceled, and a lot of people, if you've not been noticing, we're in the midst of a supposed pandemic, have been locked up in their homes forever. This is the first holiday and the first opportunity to have some semblance of a normal life, plus it's America, people. It's the 4th of July. And, I mean, I only have nine and a quarter fingers. People love fireworks. But the conspiracy theory is that there's been more fireworks shot than normal. I would think that all the things I just mentioned will constitute why more fireworks than normal were shot. But also that law enforcement and government agencies were using fireworks in inner cities to keep people up really late at night so they couldn't get up to go protest and riot the next day. And that these fireworks were kind of like smoke signals being used in between police departments to communicate with each other about protesters and rioters. And that somehow these fireworks were racist. I don't even know where that one comes from. I mean, there's a lot of racist stuff out there. Like people. But racist fireworks? I don't know. Maybe a black cat or a black snake? I don't know. 
But I never considered them racist. I just thought that was the physical color and the actual color of the snake or the cat on the packages. I don't know. But to me, that seems like you're really stretching for a conspiracy theory. But it's possible. I say, eh, there's no way. But I mean, what the f- do I know? It's possible that I guess that could be a conspiracy. I don't know. Um. <clears throat> this one kind of gets me. Um, assist, assist, uh, let's just call this uh, group of conspiracies protest and anarchy. Okay, let's look at it like this. Let's break this down, the easiest way to break this down. First, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. One conspiracy theory going around is that Black Lives Matter and Antifa are government organizations or have been infiltrated by government organizations and are being used to segregate and separate um, the American citizenship uh, to just keep us divided and fighting. Okay, first of all, I think that Antifa uh, is uh, no different than the Klan. I believe that it's a, a terrorist organization. Uh, and not really a black organization or African-American organization. It seems to me to be predominantly white. Uh, and a lot of those people, to me, have the appearance of people who may or may not work for the government. Like, I believe that one. I do. I'm sorry. I can't have it. I believe that there's a lot of government agents working for Antifa, and these are the guys delivering pallets. Yes, that's right. Pallets of bricks the night before protests in California. They're the ones showing up with baseball bats. They're the ones that the African-American protesters in one city grabbed while he was beating up concrete and took and handed him to the cops. Now, if we go back to the early 2000s and we go back to, I believe it was Seattle, this happened. And we know this happened. And we know the government came in, had some rabble-rousers come in, start some uh, violence, surrender, give themselves up. They all had the same shoes, the same clothes. It was very uniform. Like, I don't know, government agents? And they got caught for it. So this, I believe. Black Lives Matter, on the other hand, I don't believe that that's really... Um, a government-influenced organization, they don't really seem to have had anything to do with the majority of the issues that have been violent. Well, that seems to follow Antifa, and it always does. You know, they got their own city in Washington somewhere now. I don't know. So that one, you know, that's kind of 50-50 split. I don't, nothing to, you know, I just don't believe that about Black Lives Matter. Uh, the rights are uh, a distraction for the election. I think the rights are a way to keep us separated. And I, I think it's working. I think it's a way to split us up. I really do, to some degree, feel like the government likes it better. And by the government, I don't mean Donald Trump. Donald Trump don't know what's going on. Donald Trump don't know what he's doing today. There's no way he knows what the United States is doing today. And I don't believe that Obama was in control or Bush before him. I think they're horrible people that do horrible things, but I think even they know they don't really have the reins. And I think it's important to keep us separated. We're always attacking China, and we're always attacking these other countries for the things they do and how they control their people. But what if we're doing the same thing, we just do them with more finesse, and we just do them in a different manner? No, we don't go out and fight our own protesters all the time like China does, and we don't stop protesters like China does. But if we take those protesters and we ag on people with a complete and total opposite point of view of them and cause a confrontation, then it's not really a problem for our government any longer, is it? It's a problem between those two groups of people. And people seem to think that's going to result in a civil war. I don't think so. Because um, I think relationships between actual African Americans and actual uh, white Americans and and, uh, Latin Americans is actually really good. And I don't think 
for the most part that it's as bad as the media or anything wants wants you to believe. But that's my personal opinion, and it's my confidence in us as people that gets me to that point. Um, and plus, I don't know. I just like to think positive from time to time. So, as far as the election goes, I don't think the election matters. Uh, if Really, if the dementia patient wins, the same people are in charge. If the living, breathing cheese puff wins, same people are in charge. But here's a conspiracy, something that's not really a conspiracy theory that's really real. There is a third option in the election. There is a lady running for president. And between now and November, I believe we're going to discuss that in depth. But there's a third party, a third option, and it is a female running for president in the United States of America. Now, granted, I understand she can't win. But if she got 20% or 25% of the vote, that would be extraordinary. If Tulsi Gabbard and Bernie Sanders decided to run on an independent ticket and took 25, 30, maybe even 35% of the vote and got different voters out than normally would vote, that would be worth a fortune. And if some moderate Republican ran on an independent ballot and got 10, 15, 20, 25% of a vote, and those went in any way, shape, or form to where the two big parties could not amass more than 40% of the vote, then by the next election, there would be more than two parties. You literally would be one election away from there being more than two parties. Now, if you could get term limits set in the four years preceding that, well, then you've completely revolutionized the United States political system. And that, my friends, is not a conspiracy theory. That is a factual statement. People just have to stop being so begrudging and so loyal to party and so lazy that they won't do it. I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to vote third party. And I ask that you do the same thing. Even if you have to write in Tulsi or you have to write in Bernie, or you have to write in Mitt Romney. I don't know why anybody wants Mitt Romney. But if you do, you do. There you go. Write in Jeb Bush. The Bush dynasty didn't get its real go at this. You know what I mean? They need, we needed three Bushes. You know, every man I ever knew had to... Never mind. Never mind. It's a horrible, horrible joke. Horrible joke. Um, hey, uh, you know, it's important that you listen to this. It's important that you listen to this podcast over any... Uh, platform that you can, whether that be iTunes, uh, Google, uh, Spreaker, or YouTube, because it is available on YouTube. The name of the podcast, in case you've forgotten since it started, is Talk Junkie. So grab them by the podcast, as our president said. I think he said that when he was endorsed. I don't know. Grab them by the podcast. Go download this. Share this. Get on any type of social media you have and share this. Um, I think we're on the verge of getting decent numbers, uh, and I'm excited about that, and it makes me happy. Uh, send in your emails. Uh, buy my book from the Red Spotted Newton Hazard, Kentucky. Um, do all those great things. Don't suck, don't die, don't kill people, and, um, you know, we'll talk about conspiracies again next time.